0: Again, welcome to another episode of Underbench Staples, a podcast where I, Russell Alford, and him, Patrick Hanlon, (laughs) dissect and divulge and. Regurgitated Oh I'm turning the, into Lloyd Grossman Yeah It yeah. was like Conchitated No it was deliberated Regurgitated just, <laughs> I think it was uh, we, we talk about MasterChef Australia As it goes out In the UK and Ireland On the channel W Weeknights at 7 And it's 8.03 and we're recording We're actually Here on we track are, uh, We've only realised that We are talking now about episode 6 Yes. But this is episode 5 of this podcast So we're going to have to throw in a little bonus episode at some point Lucky listener Lucky, lucky you um, In order to fix this uh, time-space continuum That we've managed to screw up Because we've yeah, it few, it's, it's because
1: we combined episodes into one I don't think it, that was a great no, idea No, it wasn't a good idea Also, if you're interested in other content around um. MasterChef Australia, you can also find that from our perspective on our substack chip paper. Yes. But now let's
0: get to episode six, the first mystery box of the season. And the first mystery of the season or of this episode is the fact they are <laughs> still missing. <laughs> Except it's not the exact same. there's <laughs> <like, laughs> a few it's a few others dead, a few others back, it's a bit of a mess.
1: It's almost like Picking and choosing who who has it at this stage. In a
0: weird way, it's kind of like, it's kind of nice getting them all into groups though and kind of Mm -hmm. like seeing them like shine because you know when there's a, a huge cohort of people, it's very easy to see people fall into the background a little bit and as a result... You don't always fully get to understand them or anything like that. I feel like this group of contestants, there's one or two who are very, very strong and are clearly very strong, but we're able to see those strengths now, and as the next couple of days go on, it kind of probably balances out, we're able to see others' strengths and or weaknesses, depending That's on That's the aim game. of the game. Yes. Oh yeah, it's kind of like a concept of the whole... Mm. Series, It's actually quite clever, really. So a special guest
1: has returned to the kitchen mm. to set this week's
0: challenge. As is every day this week, is going to be a favourite, a successful past contestant will be coming in each day. And going right back to the very first season is the legendary Poe. Love her. I didn't love her on Back
1: to Win, yeah, we're in for the very reason why this challenge was set. Yeah. So, if you saw the series of the kind of the beginning of their all stars of back to win, where Poe pushed every challenge to the last millisecond, and I guess that kind of inspired the challenge today of trying to use the underbench staples great name for a podcast yeah it
0: was great that they said it a few times just so we could clarify that we weren't going mad so they did say it but then they also called it pantry Pantry. staples awful as well well technically here's the thing they are pantry staples
1: the in, ingredients in, in a re- home pantry.
0: However, in MasterChef, they are staples that are under the bench because the pantry is there, the bench is there, and the garden is there. So it makes sense. in that, does, but it did. It did feel a bit weird when they said it a few times. Um, and uh, I loved the constant talk of the position <laughs> at the oven, like it is iconic. It is iconic to kind of like ten, nine, and Poe's still staring into an oven. It was great.
1: Yeah. and like, You hate it. It was just like added tension
0: that I don't think you really needed. And I'll tell you what you're grateful to, uh, f- um, to Poe for. Blue cheese pastry. Okay, you tell me then. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. Blue cheese pastry. Changed our lives forever. It's that was so the, that was probably our best discovery from that season. Um, Poe set the box anyway, which was, as you say, the uh, underbench staples. Great name. Uh, plus two two ingredients. Uh, she had one ingredient. In the cake that she did, lemon the clag, rang, the cake. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. But uh, the confection has got two ingredients. So lucky, so generous, so generous. But like the underbench is pretty decent, <clears throat> you know. Like you've got cream and ricotta and sugar and flour and eggs and butter and milk. And yeah. I think that's it. I should really know what they are. Yeah. Salt, pepper. Yeah, yeah. They seem about fair. Yeah, but. Getting two extra ingredients from the pantry, the vast pantry, kind of leads a lot of opportunity. Um, if you had to take two ingredients from the pantry to add to the
1: underbench staples, no. what would they be? And why? <laughs> and why, yeah. Explain.
0: Oh. I'd probably go savoury. Hmm. Um, I'd probably go along the lines of a cheese... Of some sort. I'm not going to say specifics because otherwise I'll have to edit out a 25-minute gap of me thinking Mm -hmm. and formulating ingredients. I'd probably pick a cheese of some sort and most likely some sort of, like, cured meat with lots of flavour. So you'd probably go down the...
1: Pasta Or Quiche Or tart. I'd probably go cl- I'd
0: go closer down a quiche route yeah. Personally as a cook I'd go down a quiche route Anytime f- Quicker Than I would Pasta I can make pasta I like making pasta mm. um, But uh, I don't know if you could sense it A little bit uh, Andy Is a little bit Pissed off With the amount of pasta That's being put out Thank you yeah.
1: That is what I've been saying yeah. I'm so glad He brought that up Yeah at the start of this episode and that Clearly, the judges are also aware. There's a lot of pasta happening, and the moment I heard this challenge, I just knew half of these are going to be pasta-based. Only three were in the end, mm. but like three out of the eight mm. or out of the seven. Mm. I mean, that's almost half. So, but
0: like that's always been the case when it comes to <coughs> um, mystery boxes with the underbench staples. They've been very, very uh, pasta-led. It's time as well. It's. it's it's easy mm. to do. It's a skill that not everyone has, but as a good home cook, it is a good useful thing. But it's pasta, it's it's always the same. It's always stringed pasta. It's never like a lasagna or a rotolo or um, any sort of shape. Ravioli, I guess sometimes, yeah. tortellini. Um, and then what else can you really do? Like pastry is the other option. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Dumplings, Breads, dumplings, dumplings, cakes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, what would you have gone for now that you've had the extra time of me padding? To well, think? I didn't even need the extra time. <laughs> I chose it during oh, the episode.
1: Okay. I would have gone down the fill route. <clears throat> yeah, I would have gone sweet. Yeah. Because I think the staples that are there are more aimed at sweet. <clears throat> Especially if you take pasta out of the, out of the equation. And I would have taken camp coffee essence and coffee Mm. and done a sticky coffee pudding Mm. with sea salt ice cream. I like so can we go straight then into Phil because he, yeah th- that's, that's kind, kind of, of where the going. angle okay, he yeah. was going at I really love that he added the smoke in I think that was super brave it had been unexpected mm. the challenge that the so judges so just goes
0: back Phil's dish in total was or in, in the final thing was a brownie with a vanilla and cacao bean uh, Cacao-infused cacao vanilla
1: and chocolate that are a, the things he chose. Yeah. So he did a brownie with ice cream and caramel sauce. And you just knew that he'd have to use every second of the time available. He did. It was plated up really nicely. But he took the guidance of like, yeah, this is going to be tasty, but I've got to do something else. So clever to use smoke. However smoke gets really really absorbed by fat really really easily any fat will absorb a smell a flavoring easily so he could have been a a bit overzealous in the smoke maybe but it was a great idea it was a
0: great idea and the two of us were like oh smoked ice cream stunning like we smoke um yogurt at home quite a lot Mm. and it's absolutely beautiful um but adding the smoke to it, it I was trying to see it's hard with the edit to see and understand how long it was in there but it did seem that when he was finished churning he said I have to let the smoke out and I'm like oh if that's there as long as I think it is that's a long infusion like if if he had put a bit of smoke in left it for." mm two three minutes maybe it would have been less intense after it's even taken out of the
1: I was also thinking could you do the smoked element in the caramel sauce
0: oh yeah because
1: then you're adding that smoky intensity to that and you're keeping the purity of the ice cream yeah so I think he did a a great job Mm. speaking of sweets how about we go on to Addy, who did Portuguese tarts?
0: Yes, so uh, we are, if you don't know this about us, our uh, body type is actually a cluster tart. Um, we, so true. Uh, We just love them. Like, we are going to Lisbon in a couple of weeks' time, and we will be devouring thousands yeah hundreds of thousands hundreds even, of thousands of them so that's going to be quite an interesting and experience and we have done a we have a NASA challenge as it's called in fact Andy Allen mm. is in Lisbon as right now because um, he's not it's not live and <laughs> he uh, is there now and actually put up a thing on Instagram saying what's the record of how many he could eat in a day now Andy doesn't follow us which is very rude <laughs> considering we're such big fans and we sent him a message of our challenge and he hasn't seen it yet yeah it's a shame. We but, have know.
1: also done a cookery class. Yes. Of how to do these, and
0: they look so simple, but they are deceptively difficult. Yeah, but it's in detail. Yeah. It's in detail about it. So, when you make a Portuguese custard tart, um, one of the things, firstly, is the pastry. It is a puff pastry with lots and lots of layers. So, then, as and it has to be pushed into the mould in a very, very specific way. And the mould is also a certain size. They were, Adi was using a muffin tin yeah. or <clears throat> cupcake tin, it's a little bit too tall. And it's all about pushing it into the shape in order to get almost like a ring of of pastry at the base. And as it crisps up, like Mm. you get just layer upon layer of lamination. And then the custard itself is silky, it's smooth, it's not eggy. It sometimes can be a little flowery. It can't be too thick, it can't be too thin It has to set And like one of the things from the class that we learned was That you uh, It's a high It's a certain amount of fat content In there, I have notes somewhere in this house Mm. um, With the exact fat content Or thereabouts that you need So just standard cream might not work If I remember correct, we used UHT cream We we used
1: UHT cream Because it's a higher fat content I also think this is a really, really, really creative way to do this brief because these are, these pastries came about because of necessity, having Mm. spare ingredients. Mm. They are a cheap kind of everyday ingredients thing that combining these everyday ingredients of egg and flour, butter creates this otherworldly amazing Mm. thing to eat a real treat so I think definitely props to Addy for Pushing herself on that.
0: It just didn't turn out right. It looked like the pastry was undercooked. Uh, It was, it looked very eggy. And like, that's kind of in the style of like the Macau kind of style of them, which are a bit eggy, which actually, truth being told, I don't like as much. Um, I enjoy, but not not to the same extent. Um, I would have, she had a bit of doubt when Poe, question her and everything like that saying like I've never been able to achieve it. I would have just done a really nice traditional custard tart. Yeah. As in like the flavourings were there, like just get a really nice, crispy pastry base and get a beautifully perfect sliver of a custard tart that's just set. Yeah. I think that would have been fantastic. Great ambition, but I think in the time and without being able to do proper lamination of the pastry, I think it's that. And that's probably why it ended up undercooked because it was just pastry put in in whatever manner but hey I'm not an expert or am I someone else who did
1: a sweet was Melissa who did cannoli <sighs> the stress <laughs> especially because it involves deep frying which I, I applaud
0: but the stress of four minutes left
1: and, and they're still, still in, in oil, oil. Oh. And then you have to take them out take them out of the moulds, get them cool enough that you're able to pipe. Like, so many things could have gone wrong mm. here. I think it was a great idea to do cannoli something unique and that you probably wouldn't jump to instinctively. Yeah. So,
0: clever. Yeah, very inventive. Can I just uh, circle back on Addy there as well? It was interesting that she had a second dish in prep a creme catalan so yeah. a similar kind of vibe but ha- very clever to go yeah. I need something decent to put up and if I'm not proud of it I won't so very very good that she did that I didn't see anyone else kind of come up with a backup dish now that on one hand says I'd, I'm not confident mm. but then on the other hand it also shows I'm determined to make sure it works it is a mystery box. It's you know you it, you no one's going home. It's not a top seven, top bottom or anything like that. Yeah. So you can experiment, and that's the purpose of a mystery box challenge like this. So, you know, fair is fair. Fair is fair. So then to we pasta. go
1: to the pastas. We mm. have a cacio e pepe from uh, right. Ralph. We have a carbonara from Robbie. And Amy did... Uh, I don't think it's a particular style of thing, but she did her own pasta with... Miso, m- pepper and lemon. Miso and lemon. Yeah. Ne- so, like, each of them interpreted the same ingredients yeah. in a unique way.
0: So, for all the eye-rolling that we did about pasta, the three pasta dishes did look and sound great. Did it? I have to say, Ralph's e Pepe... I could have smashed my face into that bowl. It looked gorgeous. However, again, the judges pointed out this is two pasta dishes in a row. Yeah. So... It, the warning sign is there, um, and I've been thinking that too. It, it's like I know it's easy. I know the ingredients are there, but think of something different. Yeah. Um, but uh, the cabin hour amazing story that Robbie was like, I've never made this before, and he and it, did the damn thing. He did the damn thing, and and getting um, help off of Melissa. Yeah. Um, and in the hindsight of things, was she distracted? By helping And is her kindness To help others Especially Robbie Who's The loveliest Contestant there By the sounds of mm. things Did that maybe mean that Instead of putting things In six minutes before The end of the clock Lost her a bit of time I don't got know Got distracted, distracted? Maybe, maybe I don't know maybe, But maybe.
1: like I think I think that She Obviously Is helping him Through the goodness of her heart so if it stalled her I think she would have spoken up so mm. yeah so then we come to the last contestant which is Grace who did waffles mm. a savoury waffle with uh, the added ingredients of chive and salmon roll. <laughs>
0: I, love, I love what she said during this um, where it was like this is the Basic? What was it? It's like, it's basic food. And, and then Andy's there holding the salmon roe going, basic?
1: And then she said, like, well, if it isn't her who has to <laughs> go to the supermarket. Um, they also said
0: this the first time, waffles? Them as judges, Them I as think. judges, yeah. 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 Which I'm like, actually kind of crazy. Because visually, for a start, waffles, regardless, always look impressive just because of the shape and everything like that. It's... Especially when you had crepes yesterday and everything mm. like that, that you're like, they're the same thing. But it's about elevating flavors, and yeah. It's about adding flavors, adding in the chive, um, in particular, making it savory. This is where I would have gone maybe as well, to yeah. a degree. Bit of cheese in there, some chives, kind of vibe. Then that's two ingredients, so I'm absolutely Oops. screwed. Then oopsie, um, but a really beautiful looking dish. Yeah, beautiful like, really and elegant. like the two
1: ingredients chosen really clever yeah that you've got an ingredient that's quite every day mm. a herb that you can include in it and on top and it's we have to talk about me and chives uh, obsessive i am obsessed with chives you're probably going to get a tattoo of a chive Oh, a chive flour could be Chive key. flour, yeah, mm. but a chive, like, just a load of... Lo- well, I, do I don't think I'd be surprised. Yeah, I
0: love a chive. I think it's it's the visual appearance of it. Um, they always look great on dishes, and I actually like the flavour because it's like a little subtle oniony flavour mm. going in. If I were making waffles at home, I'd do savoury waffles using smash. hmm potato waffles Um, I don't think they're in the underbench staple it should be Um, dehydrated mashed potato absolutely should be Um, but the the addition of that all those flavours it's simple but so so effective Um, really really beautiful looking too it's striking
1: definitely (laughs) and like Having the kind of bougie, expensive ingredient in there just elevates it elegantly and then cutting it into cute triangles.
0: It is... You're saying about the bougie ingredients. I'd say we're at episode six now. I think I've seen caviar twice up to now and now the um, salmon roe. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember seeing caviar so much before. Um, Which I'm a little bit like bougie for bougie sake sometimes now I know in one of the dishes the other day it did elevate it because it was meant to look like that but I just am like are we seeing is this going to be the dukkah is it you know is this going to be the ingredient that's omnipresent through a lot of people's things
1: well thus far this is the season of pasta as we all know so I'd be eager to see if by the end of the season something else either a technique or Mm. a flavour or an ingredient Mm. Top stat.
0: Yeah. Worth noting, no hibachi chart update today, so that's <sighs> good womp, to womp. Know. Okay, smash or pass? Okay. Can I go first? You can go first. I think you're going to say the same as me. I don't know. Okay, I, my smash dish is Grace's Chive Waffles, Ricotta and Salmon Roe. I would like that in bucket loads I'm going to actually try and make it myself I might try and make and elevate it a little bit here in Ireland there's a beautiful uh, trout row that you can get from uh, Goatsbridge down in Kilkenny and it's beautiful stuff and it's really accessible to get so I might do that and use that moments of love for the Ikea seaweed pearls that seemingly no, no longer exist or IP yeah um, Ikea for years used to sell seaweed pearls which were a great veggie vegan alternative also budget friendly alternative to Roe and all that yeah. type of stuff you get black ones so it looked like caviar orange, orange ones look like Roe, kind of Roe yeah. like it was so so good but they don't seem to sell them anymore no. Which is a shame because it's Ikea and we're, you know, Swedish lovers. So we're not Swedish lovers. We like Sweden. There's a difference. Um, what is your smash, Patrick? My smash, I I do
1: agree on Grace. Um, but I'm going to say Phil. Okay. Just because that's probably the area I would go mm. if I had this challenge. I think he demonstrated pushing himself out of his comfort zone yeah he had great technique on show and sturdy flavors Mm. i just think he wasn't quite there in terms Mm. of it all coming together but that of everything up there it was either grace or phil and i'm gonna go for phil as my smash and pass it's hard because this was a really good challenge and nobody failed But my pass is going to be the custard tarts. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Just because I'm a of, purist. Um, um, yeah. We're both purists, but I'd say for me, it's just the egginess of them. It's just not for me. Not for me at all. Um, a great episode to start off this week, I know. Um, I can't, uh, is this, is it broadcast? Is that episode broadcast on a Monday in Australia? Yeah, because they always have an elimination, elimination on a Sunday. Sunday. So, yeah, so it's a great Monday episode. Good good vibe for the start of the week. Really interesting to see how it goes. Uh, the next episode, <laughs> thanks to COVID, uh, tomorrow is the other contestants' elimination challenge. So what I just said, of they normally have an elimination on a Sunday, is out the window. Um... That'll be a good one Because Amelia is back Cannot wait You love We both love you I adore adore. everything About Amelia Every single thing uh, that's going to be a really really good watch I reckon um, but interesting that it is an elimination all of shoe yes so is it going to be a technical is it going to be like as in you know obviously in the preview you've seen people doing lots of different things so it's going to be is it going to be a two stage or is it all just one dish? I think it's going to be a two stage because uh, was it last elimination two st- yeah last elimination is mm. two stages I think it's fair I yeah. think it's fair to whittle it down um, um, that little bit, but we will wait and see, wait and see till tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so that is episode six six. We will even it all out in your ears. Uh, and this is gonna be our aim to try and do this after each episode or thereabouts. Where we can Um, Again as I say At the end of every one of these If you're enjoying the podcast uh, Do share it We have said before This is just a little bit of fun That we're having Because we really like MasterChef Australia And we know there is A like minded community Of fantastic people in the UK and Ireland and around Europe who also love MasterChef Australia uh, and are slightly obsessed with it so uh, anything anything to connect with people like that is wonderful Um, so do share it engage in conversations with us on um, Instagram we are at GastroGaze. Uh, details in the show notes I think. (laughs) Hope so. Hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I write the damn things. I should know. Um, But until tomorrow for another episode, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.